Maybe you've noticed um, that I've been gone you know, the last two weeks, uh, or perhaps you didn't, and uh, don't feel bad because you know, here at St. Pat's, it's, it's so huge, and we as priests, we're on a three-week rotation, and so if you're good and constant with your typical Sunday Mass, the reality matter is you actually will probably only see us once a month on Sunday, and so don't feel bad. But if you did notice, and you did miss me, know that I missed you too. <laughs> and I'm happy to be back. Um, you know, for the past week, I've been on a silent retreat uh, at Ignatius Press's uh, retreat house, which is called Sweetwater, and it's located uh, just a little bit north of Sonoma in California, up in the Russian River, Va uh, Russian River Valley, and um, I'm not going to lie, it was an amazing retreat, an amazing place to do a retreat. Uh, and it was exactly what the doctor ordered. You know, um, the retreat house itself is just kind of perched up on this hill, and it has this vista of just kind of all these steep, rolling hills, you know, covered in trees, and there's not a house or another structure in sight. And um, the grounds themselves, they're just, uh, there's row upon row of vines. And uh, as I was there, you know, the, gra the grapes are starting to form. And every single year, uh, Father Fessio, the founder, of Ignatius Press, with the help of many others, helps press those grapes, and they turn it into wine, uh, which I had the good fortune of receiving two bottles for my meals and for mass. Uh, and also, there's just this, this the wheat field there, too, that they have that's right behind the chapel. And so when I'm offering mass and I'm elevating, you know, uh, the host, uh, there's just that immediate connection between you know, the source of this bread that's transformed into God, and it's just it's super cool. Uh, and also, it's just really nice because I had the entire place to myself, absolutely to myself. The only other beings that kind of were there were uh, some cats that kind of hung around and a few turkeys that would wander into the grounds. And just one evening, after a few days of silence and good, deep, fruitful prayer, um, I was just sipping on a little digestivo after I finished dinner, and I was just uh, watching as the fading sun just kind of filtered through the vines. And at that moment, I just remember saying in my heart, Lord, it is good that we are here. It is so good that we are here. If it be your will, uh, let me set up my tent and just stay and linger in this beautiful, intimate moment with you to the end of my days. But as we know from the gospel, um, you know, uh, it wasn't meant to be. And at that moment, I, I knew exactly what Peter must have felt as he gazed upon our transfigured Lord. You know, that unmatchable whiteness of his glory. You know, I, I just felt this intense closeness with Christ at that moment, and I didn't want the moment to pass. I didn't want to descend down the mountain. Back to emails, back to paperwork, back to busyness, back to distraction, noise, confusion, bickering, and politics. But as we know from today's gospel, I just couldn't stay there. The Lord did not gratiate Peter's request, and so Peter had to descend down the mountain and witness and suffer his beloved friend, his beloved Jesus, go through just the most horrible torture and crucifixion and suffer the shame of having abandoned him when he was needed most. 
And nor did the Lord gratiate my desire just to stay up there in that moment. And so I had to descend down from the heights of the Russian River Valley. And so on Friday, I went down from Sweetwater and headed back into another busy weekend here at St. Pat's. And I did so reluctantly, not because of what I was walking to, because that time of prayer uh, and retreat really revived me and restored me and got me just so excited to come back to you. But because of what I was walking away from, that privileged, special time of prayer with Jesus, a time where we, where we were just able to converse heart to heart, you know, with, with, without any interruption. And I'm sure many of you, as I have been relating uh, this experience, were thinking, wow, that sounds amazing. I would love to have a retreat like that. But I'm also sure that there are many of you out there who, um, if I related to you as I did my grandma Helen, you know, all the details of my treat, you know, that I was praying four holy hours a day, that I was saying mass every single day, offering a ton of rosaries every single day and a bunch of extra prayer, and I didn't talk to another soul, I didn't watch any TV or read any, you know, light literature or, um, you know, uh, anything else, you'd probably have the same reaction as my grandma. Are you nuts? <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Because the reality is for her, the idea of a five-day silent retreat, uh, let alone one day of a silent retreat, is just inconceivable to her. You know, she's got the gift of gab, and so uh, I think silence is certainly a big part of, you know, why it's something crazy to her. Uh, but I think it's also the amount of prayer that comes along with a retreat like that. And she's right. It's a lot of prayer. And innately, she understands that good, long prayer, uh, it isn't easy. It's hard work. I don't know if anyone here has had the opportunity to um, go to Mount Tabor. Um, I haven't, but I know my senior has, and I think also that Father Arnold has too. And they've related to me that uh, it's an ex extremely difficult trek to climb up to the top. You know, it's by no means an easy climb. And the same is true of a good retreat. Without some work, without a laborious climb, without discipline of mind, dismissing those distractions from your mind, without being vulnerable in prayer, uh, sharing those moments, those parts of you, those insecurities of yours that you're ashamed of and that you find difficult to touch upon, you can't reach the summit. You can't have a deep encounter with our Lord. I shared the highlight of my retreat, but most of the, the retreat was not like that. There were times where I didn't want to pray another holy hour. There were times I just wanted to check my phone, uh, to watch some TV, to watch a movie, uh, to distract myself, to just remain on the surface level and take it easy. And guess what? It's not a temptation that I only experience on retreat. It's a temptation that I experience every single day. And it's a temptation that you experience every single day. Because prayer, good, deep, fruitful, intimate, vulnerable prayer, isn't easy. It's laborious. You didn't fail to pray as much as you should have this past week because you were too busy. I don't pray as much as I should because I'm too busy. You know, cutting out the use of my phone the entire past week uh, reminds me of, of how much time I actually have, and therefore, how much time I actually waste. If you were to look at your cell phone usage, uh, 
I don't think you could tell me that there's no way that you could just give just 10 minutes a day to our Lord and prayer. We don't pray as much as we should, not because we don't have time or we're too busy, but because good prayer is hard, laborious, like climbing a mountain. Every Sunday, every Eucharist, our Lord wants to have a deep, serious encounter with you, much like he did with his beloved disciples on Mount Tabor, uh, and, and more than just simply wanting to transfigure himself before us as he does in a way by transforming uh, the bread and wine into his body and blood. He wants to transform you. He wants to melt your stony hearts, calcified from the sins of the past week. He wants you to know how much you are loved, how much he loves you. But if we didn't make time for good prayer in the past week, if we didn't labor, if we didn't climb the mountain, God's transfiguration here on the altar today will seem but a distant thing, a far off thing, and it won't touch our hearts. And we end up just robbing ourselves of those graces that we might have received, and the following week just becomes another week. We distract ourselves with the same distractions, and our hearts remain the same numb, cold, unchanged, untransformed. So climb, pray more than you have this upcoming week, and have your hearts transformed.